and welcome to another podcast of the Animal Enclosure, the St Kilda podcast where we talk about St Kilda and very little else. I know. Five minutes can be a long time. (laughs) Yes, I I must confess that I'd given up. I thought, no chance. And then, um, I think it was probably, I checked again in the last quarter, I said to Lynn, I think we we might win this. (laughs) (laughs) From the clouds, it was not expected. At all. Yeah, it was uh, certainly a shock. I mean, we yes. played better in the third quarter, but they still kept kicking goals, and I thought it's going to be one of those games where we we you know hit the scoreboard a little bit in the end, but they still win by five or six goals. Yes. Yep. And uh, reading on Big Footy, someone had put it up the uh, free kicks. Awarded from, I think, 2012 to 2019. And the Eagles topped the list at something like 3,700, which was about 700 more free kicks than we'd been given. Yeah. We were on the bottom of that list of teams and free kicks. Gosh, that doesn't surprise me. Although I'm tipping if they had included free kicks against, we would have been up the top. Yeah. Well, you know that the Eagles always get a very good run when they're at home. Oh, yes. I I think someone um, made the comment that at home, this this guy does not drop the chest mark. Yes. And it was where I think Zach Jones picked it up he got it out to Sinclair, who passed it to Higgins, who kicked the goal. But, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, they said at home, he marks that every single day. Yeah. But um, listening, and it really sounded like crowd involvement. It sounded like all the people were up and about. It sounded like the, a huge crowd. I don't know how many were there. I don't know what the figures were like, but, yeah, it sounded huge. Well, I, I think they can only still have, like, half numbers or something. Yes. I don't think they can go much more than that. But it just sounded like when the Saints started rolling in late in the third quarter there, 
and it almost yes. sounded like it was, you know, 50,000. It was massive. It did. Yes, it was good to hear. And of course, the last quarter was. Uh, I mean, I was screaming when I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I think I saw a statistic that said that we had as many tackles in the last quarter than in the whole game against Essendon. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Ah, uh, look, it's, so, confidence is a funny thing, though, isn't it? I mean, when, when things are going well, everything seems to go well. Yes. Yep. Well, we might as well continue on with the podcast since we've already started. <laughs> yes, let's go. Right. So, um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the... Um, Let's start off with your uh, the play of the day. Okay. Hang on a second. Yep. My play of the day is two plays of the day. But I'm counting it as one because it was the same player. Okay. So my play of the day in the first quarter uh, is it Jack Darling? What's yep. his name? Yep. Um, he takes a mark. Uh, no one stands on the mark. So he gets up, runs into the open goal square and kicks the goal. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's not good. At least make him go and kick over the mark. At least, you know, uh, I know it's probably a soda, but, yeah, make him take the kick. Yeah. And... He also figures in my play of the day in the last quarter when he dropped the mark all by himself, Ah, 10 metres out, and it's just like, how? He, like, there was no one near him, there was no opposition, it wasn't someone bumping into him or trying to scraggle with him. It was just, in came the ball, it's hit his hands, it's bounced out, Battles grabbed it, fired off the hand pass, and we're away. Yeah. Had he kicked that goal, perhaps the momentum stops. Exactly. I mean, he'd already pushed so, Battle out, which I thought should have been a free kick, but um, obviously the umpire well, didn't see it. But, uh, his, second, his second goal was a travesty, like when he and Battle were... Battling for position. Oh, and yeah. And come in and said, oh, hold him. And I'm thinking, well, I don't think so. I'm no. pretty sure Battle was in front and had key position. He doesn't want to be holding the guy behind him. But anyway. Even You know so, it's bad when even the commentators say, oh, I don't think that was a very good decision. Yes. So in that's fact, my play of that. My... That darling... First quarter, last quarter, thank you very much. My play of the day, I almost went for one, but I went, ended up going for another. But I'll tell you the one I almost went for, and that was for yes. uh, Anthony Hudson, the commentator. Right. He spent the entire game calling uh, Kennedy Jack Darling. Yep. Every oh, time okay. Kennedy yeah. went for the ball, he called him Jack Darling. Now, considering yeah. Kennedy's got a beard and Jack Darling is clean-shaven, yeah. 
I would have thought yeah. it was pretty obvious. But according yes. to him, Darley must have had like 30 possessions or something. But I oh. had a look and he had six possessions, including three yeah. in the first quarter. And yeah. two of those were goals, one from a free kick that you mentioned, uh, yeah. one a short pass, one where he took a mark and kicked to goal. Uh, so yes. after after quarter time, he had three possessions for the game, but he was called so many times. Every time a pack formed down there, Hudson called Darling, even when Darling wasn't <laughs> anywhere near it, because he just kept for some uh, reason he he must have had a mental block because he kept calling Kennedy Darling, and he, when Kennedy took a mark and he said, "Oh, there's Darling," and you'd hear. One of the other commentators, uh, it's Kennedy. Mm. I was going to give him the play of the day, but yes. I don't like giving it to commentators because I don't like them. So my play of the day is actually for good play for a change. Uh, yes. It was um, um, uh, Jack Higgins in the, the start yep. of the last quarter when yep. an eagle defender took a mark. Tried to yep. do a short pass across the ground. Higgins got one arm up and half smothered the ball. The yes. ball rebounded over towards the boundary line where there was another uh, Eagles player. It might have been who he was trying to kick to. I'm not sure. Um, yep. Who picked it up and was running along. And Higgins, after he'd already half smothered the first one, ran full speed and then dived full stretch enough to make him stuff up the kick along the ground. And yes. that was one where yep. Ryan picked it up, apparently ran too far, and, ran. And, and the free kick was given to the Saints. But I thought that was just awesome effort. Yes, I, I remember watching that and thinking that was two great big pressure acts. Yeah, that, um, and of course... Um, commentary team didn't even mention it they just said oh the pressure is really lifting and I thought what about the great effort of Higgins nothing yes and that that was my comment from last week when I said you know no pressure allowing the Essendon player just to walk into to, to an open goal instead of running at him now Higgins could have gone oh well he's going to, going to get that kick clear but he threw himself Onto the guy's boot, he, he literally launched himself. Yeah. And and for someone who's coming back from a brain injury, um, that shows no fear. And then, as you said, uh, you know, 30 seconds later, he's done the same thing. So yeah, yeah that, that's a good play of the day. Because I mean, anyone. I mean, usually, if you like, well, we'll, we'll say he, he smothered the first one because it's a bit hard to tell because he. For some reason, the camera sort of switched away to two other people for no sort of reason, and then when they switched back, we'd sort of missed it. But um, yeah. he, so he smothered the first one, which is good enough in its you know effort on its own. And a lot of people yeah. would have just sort of thought, "I've done my bit. I'll just jog after the guy who's going to pick up and have an easy kick." But no, he went full on. Uh, and I know there was some other great smothers. I remember uh, Tim Membry did a fantastic one early in the game. 
Um, there's certainly a different attitude to last week where they this week they put everyone under pressure as much as they could. But as you yes. said, for somebody who has a brain injury and missed a lot of football, to come and dive full stretch, you could easily get a kick to the head or something with doing that. But yes. uh, it ended up in a goal to St Kilda, even if it probably should have gone to Crouch instead of King. I'm not really sure why the umpire gave it to King. But, uh, oh, I think was, Crouch was putting on a he, Crouch had put on a tackle and he'd run through the tackle, yeah. and then he'd end up standing next to King when the umpire blew the whistle. Ah, right, okay. It's just that King picked so, up the ball and threw it to Loney, he threw it to Crouch. Everybody, yes. all the footballers just assumed that Crouch was getting the free kick, including Crouch yep. himself. And the commentator, yes. I think it was Gary Lyon or Jason Dunstall, one of them, was saying, well deserved by Crouch. He really deserves that free kick. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's going to Max King. And all I could think yeah. of was that umpire's got a bit of money on Max King kicking five this week. Well, yeah, there, there is that, isn't it? Um, uh, does he get a Rising Star nomination? Um no, he didn't. Probably should have, but oh, he didn't. didn't. Oh, no, um, uh, some guy I've never heard of got one. Yep. I would have thought five goals is a fair, fair um, performance for someone who's played, what, 20 games, 15, 20? Yeah, 20, uh, low 20s, I'd imagine, something like that. He would have played... Um, it's probably 17 last year, probably 18 last year or something. I'm not sure. But, yeah, you're right. And I would have thought he would have got it, considering who he's playing on. Yes. I mean, and, the Eagles defenders uh, are, are, you know, pretty good. Is he one of the better 202 centimetres tall players below their knees, like the way he rode the ball and uh, snapped the point, had he kicked the goal, the stands would have come down. But yeah. that was just brilliant, the way that he, he you know, went to about three players, picked the ball up on the run and, and snapped over his shoulder. Yeah, I remember the commentators actually said if he had kicked it, it would have been goal of the year. Yes, it was a good effort. It was. Um, he actually, I remember last year he led St Kilda for most ground ball gets, which is yes. pretty amazing for a 202 centimetre player. It is, yes. Uh, he um, is certainly uh, the full package, that's for sure. He is. Who would you give your votes to? Oh, this was really interesting because I had to go on the on the big footy site, and yep. uh, there were so many people that I wanted to give votes for votes to, but I'll end up with Steele. I gave three votes, two yep. votes to Crouch, and yes. uh, hang on, who did I give one vote? Who? Um, Carlisle. Oh, yeah, that's, yep. that's good. I yep. mean, I know 
um, knick-knack, had a, a, a lot of taps and stuff like that, but I thought he had very few clear taps. You know, there were a couple of really good ones that he did, but overall, Carlisle and Marshall, but mainly Carlisle when he was there, because Marshall, you expect to do well. Uh, Carlisle just hassled him, he ran around him, came from different sides, made a real nuisance of himself, and there were times I thought that uh, Nick Nat just had no idea how to counter him. Yes, yep. Well, I went with three for Max King. I don't think there's enough love for full forwards. Yep, yep um, I agree. The, the midfielders tend to um, do rather well. And having said that, I gave two to Jack Steele. Um, I think they said 33 possessions, 17 of them contested, which is certainly a captain's game. And I gave one to Jack Billings, who was building quite a nice season. Um, Yeah, just... just, I think they said he's averaging about 24 possessions and over a goal a game. So yeah. um, he's, if, if that's his worst output, we're a better team for it. Yeah, and um, I mean, stats aren't everything. It's A lot's got to do with what you do with the ball, and he's doing an awful lot when he, when he gets the ball. Um, pin pass, uh, pinpointing his passes, he's kicking goals. Uh, he's handballing, he's, he's doing everything at the moment and yeah, I almost gave him votes. I would have liked to have given him votes and I would have liked to have given Bytel votes and I also yes. would have loved to have given Dan McKenzie a vote. Yes. Probably his he best played. game he's ever played for St Kilda, I'd say. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Um, can we... Keep Jack Loney in the team. Um, I just think that he's fallen away at the start of this season. Um, I, I'd be interested to see his stats and how many goals he's kicked, but I barely sighted him during this game. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, to be fair, Butler's had an ordinary start to the year until this this game. Yes. Um, so Loney's not on his own there. Um, no. I would be prepared to give him at least another couple games before I'd look at dropping him because you've got to remember if you do drop him, you've got to bring someone else in and that can throw the balance out. Um especially when you've got King and Membry and possibly soon Ryder or Marshall are going to be down there. Yes. So you really need those small uh, forwards. And I also thought there was probably three or four times where Loney was in a perfect position for either a short pass or a handball um, that didn't go his way, where um, should have gone his way, and he probably, well, if he kicked straight, who knows? But uh, he might have ended yep. up with three or four goals if 
the ball had gone his way. You know, he'd made position correctly. Yep. Um, two of those, the player that had it kicked goals anyway, so you can't say that's wrong. Um, no. But there were at least a couple other times I remember thinking should have handballed or should have should have passed to Loney. But it's easy, you know, watching the replay on TV rather than on the ground and we in the panic at the time. So, um, yep. you know, things can turn oh. quickly. As we saw with Butler, I mean, he didn't do all that much in the first half, but no. gee, didn't he explode after half time? He did. And, and I, I remember watching one of the points he kicked where he, he pretty much backed out of the pack going sideways and trying to turn the ball at the same time yeah. was a mate. And, um, a left foot probably would have helped him, but he, he tried a banana across his body and it missed. Yeah, but, yeah it hit um, the post, isn't it? Wasn't it? Is that uh, the one? That he hit the bottom of the post one. or something, just grazed it. And I'm thinking, oh, I would have liked to have gone upstairs to check and see whether it actually hit the post or not, because it didn't look like a lot in it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, the only reason that I didn't think it was worthwhile, was the goal umpire was right there. Yes. So it must have great suppose, and the reaction of the players seemed to be it must have. Because it, maybe it just on the camera that, the camera angle we saw, it looked like it bounced past the post, but maybe on the yes. ground you could see it deviate or something. I don't know, but... Um, Look, if they're talking about that Max King point as being possibly goal of the year if he kicked it, I would say that had that one bounced through, that would have been close to goal of the year. The way he took the ball, running backwards, spun around and kicked the goal, well, kicked what could have been a goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would have been, we might have had two, two goals of the year um, in contention yeah. from the same game. Um, when you mentioned Carlisle, uh, I think we're a better team with him in than not. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, just the way that, uh, you know, he seems to make other players walk a bit taller. But, yeah, um, he's got that bit of aggro about him. He does. And he did, yeah, he played the perfect role in negating. I don't think he won too many tap-outs, but he made sure that um, Nick Nat just didn't put it down his players' throats. Yeah. He, he didn't do too bad, actually. I just, I just looked up his stats. Um, why can't I find Carla? I'm not sure. There we go. He got 16 hit-outs. Probably most of those were probably against uh, whoever it is, the city second ruckman for. Um, is it Apple? Yeah, I think Oscar so. Allen. Yeah, that's it. That's right. But um, yeah, as we said, he 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 constantly harassed Nick Nat and made it life very hard for him. Uh, and look, I. I put my hand up last week and said it was a terrible move, putting him in the ruck. What were they thinking? Blah, 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 blah. I'll put my hand up again and say, 
I was wrong. Uh, yeah. They no, know what they're doing. <laughs> and um, I would also think that Jack Bytel must play. He, he's too good a player to yeah. run around in the set. To have... Uh, there were times we had Bytel, Crouch and Steele in it as centre bounce and yes. we got the ball out simply due to their tackling alone and the strength yeah. of, of those three guys. So, um, yeah, I agree. He, he has to play, especially with Gresham injured. If Gresham was yes. um, okay, then, yeah, you'd probably have Gresham ahead of him at this stage. Um well, you would because Gresham's a super player. But, uh, yeah, with Gresham out injured for the year, I think you've got to say Bytel's going to play that, that sort of position for the rest of the year. Just take it off his head and say, look, don't worry about playing for your position. You're in and do it from there. He brings a lot of toughness to the team. It does, yeah. And when you had the... the the three of them, Crouch, uh, Steele and Bytel, and then threw in Carlisle, that was a very strong, tough midfield. Yes. And then, um, of course, uh, this is where uh, Sinclair has come into his own and running off half-back. Uh, another guy who I think last year, midway through last year, I said, would never play another game for St Kilda um, because I just couldn't see him playing that sort of role that Richo had had him, you know, coming in, playing on a half-forward flank, you know, picking up 10 possessions, and that was about it. Um, the, he's turned it around coming off the half-back flank. Who would have thought he would have been a great running half-back flanker? And creative too. Yeah. Um, the pass in the first quarter, I think it was, to to hit uh, Membry was absolutely a bullet that Eagles defenders had absolutely no chance of, of stopping. Yes. No, he's, he's done well. Oh, again, on big footy, I think someone said, isn't it amazing when you play people in their proper positions that they seem to do quite well? Exactly. And another person of that is Hill. I mean, they tried him on a half-back flank and a half-forward flank last week. He was all yep. at sea on the wing this week, and he was right up there with best on ground. And I know we, we recruited him as a key position forward, but I reckon that Josh Battle does quite okay as a backman. Yeah. yeah I was talking about... Um, uh, Jack, uh, Jack Darling. Is it Jack Darling? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, anyway, Darling's um, stats earlier. And the fact that um, Josh Battle took 11 marks and had 16 disposals. And yes. I doubt whether any of the commentators ever mentioned him apart from when that dodgy free kick was paid and also yes. when... Darling pushed him over in the last quarter and, and then dropped the mark and then battled, handballed it away and we got away. Um, considering they had gone on and on about how strong the forward line was for the Eagles 
and yes. uh, basically battle after quarter time battle just smashed him and they never yeah. seemed to even notice that it was happening. No, no, thought he played a good game and In no fact, doubt here was he another did. guy that I thought was thinking about giving a vote. It was very tough for that third vote there was probably a dozen players yes. you could easily have given a vote for. Yes. Um I'll be interested to see the Saints' best and fairest for this round who got votes yeah. because, as you said, there could have been a lot of people who, yeah. who would have picked up. And because the best and fairest, sometimes players get votes not necessarily because they had a lot of disposals, but they might have done a job on somebody yeah. that the coach really liked. Um, I mean, we've seen that in the past when... Seb Ross, who's never been a big um, fan, uh, sorry, big footy, have never been a big fan of his. Um, no. But he has won uh, a Here. Trevor Barker Award and um, uh, gone close a couple of times as well. And a lot of that time, I think it's been because of the jobs that he's done. Yes. And, and I'd say Jaron Geary usually finishes in the top three or four, and yep. that would only be because he's doing jobs the coaches have given him. Exactly. And and I've also got to put in Seb Ross. He's got to be up there in the uh, Trevor Barker Award voting so far because he is the player that I'm player advocate for. And <laughs> we have four yes. rounds in, and he's yet to get injured. You've done well. My curse could be broken. Mm. Well, how many players from opposition clubs are you supporting? Um, I've, I've still got... I, I went for uh, Shuey from last week and put mm. him out of the game. And I've still got you one didn't... selection for um, for the game this week for that I can drop and bring in a Richmond player. Um, I'm tossing Max. up between who to choose. Lynch, Lynch or Rewalt or uh, one of those? I, I'm not a big fan of Lynch. I don't think he's he's worth wasting my vote on. So, <laughs> um, Rewalt, I, I mean, Martin would be the obvious choice. But yes. they've got so many good midfielders that, even with Martin out, it might not make much of a difference. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I've I, got to think about it seriously before I choose anyone. I think it's good that we're playing on Thursday night so we don't get to um, bask in the glory of our win. It, yeah. It's pretty much um, battle station straight away. Uh concentrate on the next game. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually, because if they were playing Saturday or Sunday, it would have been, yep. you know, training would have been a bit casual for a few days and a bit relaxed and a bit easy. Well, I'm assuming, um, you know, everything would be happy, uh, no big deal. And But this time, they right from the end of the game... They would have been all excited, going to the room. I'm sure Ratton would have congratulated them, but then gone straight on to, we've got Richmond next week, next Thursday. This is what we've got to do. 
Yes. No, I think you're right. I think um, it would have been good job, you know, probably save the season, um, even though it's only four rounds in. But, yeah, we're coming up against Richmond that has lost two of their last two games. So um, they're going to be playing all out to win. We need to bring the same game that we did for the second half against the Eagles. Yeah. And let's not forget that uh, the first quarter we played decent for probably 15 minutes of the quarter. Second quarter, we were pretty average. Uh, so, you know, half time we're five goals down. So it's, it wasn't a four quarter performance. So it's not like, uh, um, you know, it's all gloss and, you know, glory and everything like that. So there's still things to work on there. Yes. Uh, I've got a suggestion for you, and this again was someone from Big Footy. Yeah. Who said, give ball to Caulfield to kick in instead of Howard. Hmm. Yeah, I don't mind that. I was a they bit surprised that, because Wilkie was doing the kicking in, I think, last season, and I thought he was doing a good job. Hmm. Well, um... They just said that Caulfield's down a bit on form, so maybe putting the ball in his hand as the kick-in duties um, it might build up his confidence. Yeah, I think he's uh, yeah he has been down on form, but I think the Essendon game putting him on a much bigger bodied player was a terrible mistake yeah. because he's not a key yeah. division a key position defender. He's a, no. a half-back flanker or back-pocket player who can intercept, yes. and that's what he should be used for. He shouldn't be used as a key defender. Which is what we use battle for, and that worked brilliantly. Yeah, and, of course, remember when Carlisle was out injured, was it two seasons ago, when Battle came in and played the whole year? Yes, and Battle played fantastic all year as a key defender at centre-half back. I'd be yes. quite happy for him to keep playing that. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, I'm the same. And um, it can only help him, if we're throwing forward, that he's learned the craft of playing in the back line. So he knows what the defender is going to be thinking and doing. And he, he can use that as a forward. Yeah, uh, maybe use Carlisle off the bench, um, depending on whether Ryder's back in the side or not. I don't know how long before he's in. Um, he, you know, Carlisle can be the second ruckman at the moment. You know, going forward, like they they have been. Uh, yeah, that I think that's a good move. Uh, when Ryder comes back into the side, maybe Carlisle can be off the bench. He can give a rest to. Either of the Ruckman, it can also go down and defend if anything happens to Howard or Battle. Uh, and it can also give King a, a rest, uh, or memory a rest up forward. So uh, yes. yep. I think that could be the way to go, considering Carlisle's getting towards the end of his career. Um, he's probably got another year or two left, but you know, you've got a plan ahead. Uh, it makes a lot more sense to, to say to Battle... We want you to take over centre half back for the 
your career if he wants to do that. Yeah. He seems Make it your own. Yep. yeah, he seems very comfortable back there. And um, the the good thing is that when he gets the ball, his kicking is superb. So uh, I'd like to see that. Yes. Have a good partnership um, with Howard. I think they'd be good together. I watched the ball come in and I was reminded of Danny Frawley's, like his golden fist that he handed out on his football show. Yeah. Uh, or the defender that punched the ball. And I saw the ball come to a pack and Howard went over the top and his punch would have gone at least 30, maybe 40 metres. Yeah. Unfortunately, it went straight to a West Coast player, but it was magnificent. It just, you know, um, no West Coast player was going to take the mark. Orson killed a player. He, he had his eyes on it, and he, he hit the pack and just bang, yeah. punched it. I mean, you can't you can't say anything bad about the fact that he's punched it so far and it, and it's hit a Eagles player on the chest. You know, it's not like you can control where you're going to punch the ball exactly. No, so, um, no. Yeah, but it was, it was I, I agree. It, it's great to have a fullback in the Danny Frawley mode who can just come in and give the ball a whack and and knock it away. And I must confess to being old-fashioned in that um, if he doesn't get many possessions, but Kennedy gets nothing, that's a good game. Yep. In the past, Kennedy's kicked eight goals against the Saints. He's just taught us a new one. Yep. Um, so I don't know how many goals he kicked this week. Uh, not I many. Did, I wouldn't. Would have been much because the Petrocelli. Petrocelli, yeah. Kennedy King two. two. Then that's a good return. Yeah, and look, he he only had uh, eleven disposals, and I think yes. a lot of those were upfield looking for the ball because Darling was getting beaten after quarter time. And yep. they really didn't have anyone else to kick to, so he was looking for a kick, as they say. And um, yes. uh, you know, if if Kennedy going to get eleven possessions and only kick two goals, uh, I'm very happy with that because uh, yeah. it means most of these kicks is too far away from goals to to have a shot. So he only kicked, he kicked yes. two goals straight, so he didn't even kick any points. So that was the yep. only two shots he had at goal. As as you said, if he's marking the ball seventy metres out, then that's that's good for the Saints because he's not going to he's not kicking goals. Exactly. But in the past, yeah, two goals a quarter, not a problem. Yep. So I think there's a lot of options there. Um, It'll be interesting to see what they do for the Richmond game. Uh, I assume there was no injuries. I know Marshall hurt his ankle, but uh, Ratton said that he was right and they kept him off before half-time, only because half-time was coming up and they thought they'd give him an extra few minutes to recover. And he yeah. came back on after half-time and, and looked fine. So... Um, 
I don't think I saw anyone else from the Saints get injured. So do you oh, think they'll maybe. go? I was going to say, Bytel had a head clash. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's always a chance of a concussion. We'll have to wait and see on that. Well, he got kept playing. Yeah, I think he was told to come off and he didn't. And then eventually they got him off. (laughs) Yes. And I think it was the the footage of him after the ball went out of bounds and he was walking back and he had his eyes closed. Yes. The the doctor down on the uh, the bench looking at the the footage was probably saying, get him off the ground now. Yes, you can't afford to have uh, concussed players on the field. No, um, and I can understand well, him wanting to stay out, but yeah, yeah he was—it was, it was yeah. a, an accidental clash of heads, I think, from memory. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. In, anyway, if well, put it this way, if he's right to go, do you think they'll go with an unchanged side uh, unless uh, Riders ready? I'm not sure about that, but. I would think so. I can't see any changes to me. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. Uh, there are players that are banging on the door trying to get in, but there aren't too many players that are banging on the door trying to get out, put it that way. Well, um, Webster's has come in and played really well. Um, you forget he's not a bad player. Yeah. He, um he goes in hard and and can give the footy a fair whack when he when he kicks it. He's a very good defender. Uh, I think we all forgot just how good he was because he was injured for so long, and Patton came and then in we had and, and yeah. really took over that role. And uh, yeah, I, I admit that I thought you know, they might as well trade him at the end of the last year. Um, yep. I'm glad they didn't now. Uh, he's playing yes. very good football, and uh, I'm not sure who was playing on. What's his name? Petra Jelly, whatever his name is. No, I, I, I'm not sure who, who that was. Uh, I think it, he might have been on the ball a couple of times to kick goals. Yeah, but some of those were just like nobody could have stopped. So um, you know, just by the the play that a quick snap here and there and things like that. I mean, there's not much you can do about those sorts of things. The ball just happens to fall in his hands and uh, yes. you know, and, and good play too. He did some good play and so uh, I wouldn't be too disappointed about that. There wasn't any um, bad mistakes from whoever was playing on him that you'd say, oh, well, someone else would have stopped that. So... Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I think if Ryder's not ready and if Bytel's okay, then I think they'll stay with that side. If Bytel is out for a week and if Ryder is ready, I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, and the emergency, um, I think it was Ben Long. Ben Long, so, yeah. Does he play in the reserves game on the weekend? Or um, I'm not sure about that. Oh, that's interesting. Like if, he, if he's named on 
as an emergency for Thursday night and doesn't get on the ground, is he then allowed to play for the seconds on Saturday or Sunday or whenever they play? Well, I don't know. I think he might um, be. I'm thinking if you, if you haven't played, you should be able to play, but if Sandringham plays on a Saturday afternoon and we play Saturday evening, then he doesn't get the chance to play. Yeah. Well, this will, this will probably give, assuming that whoever is the emergency doesn't actually get to play because there's no injuries, um, <laughs> then it might be a case of, yeah, doesn't play on Thursday, or is named as emergency on Thursday, doesn't get on the ground, but then gets to play on the weekend so he can try to get some form. I mean, it's it's hard at the moment because with the, uh, the seconds uh, season hasn't, officially started yet. Does it start this week or next week or something? Oh, I think it might be this week because they were pra- playing practice matches, weren't they? Yeah. So until that gets going, it's it's hard for players who aren't in the side to be putting their hands up week after week if, you, if you're just playing, you know, scratch, scratch matches here and there and stuff like that. So uh, the sooner that gets going, the better it is for those players that aren't in the team. But, of course there's got to be a spot for you to go in. So at the moment, I mean, it sounds stupid after the way we were talking after last week's game, the fact that this week we're saying nobody could be dropped. But, mm, uh, yes. you know, when they played so well this week, you, you, you can't really say, I'm going to drop you because of your performance two weeks ago or something like that. Well, I, 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 yeah. I think a lot of it is if you played in your right position, it makes a world of difference. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think probably, uh, hopefully, Ratten has uh, has taken note of that too because uh, I assume it was his decision to mix the side around against Essendon. Well, I suppose yeah. the selection committee would, would probably decide to do all that so uh, it didn't work get players back to where they should be playing and look at the difference yeah yes and, it, and that's it made a huge difference so what's your prediction for Thursday do we win uh, it's very hard to tip against Richmond given their their record of winning grand finals in the last few years. But yeah, I'm going to go for the Saints uh, because I don't like tipping against the Saints. So I'm going to go for the Saints and uh, Saints by 375 points in a, in a thriller. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if Richmond had won four in a row, then I think we'd be a better chance. We're a chance because we're playing the game. But, yeah, having lost two, I think that they might be looking at it going, we've got to win this game. Yeah. Um, I will go with... I'll go Saints under a goal. Oh, close one. I reckon so. I reckon it might be a uh, close game, and, I, I, and I'll, I'll even go um, 
Jack Higgins kicks the, the winning score. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I'd love to see that. The end of the game, um, I'll, I'll go with a controversial free kick and, and he, he kicks either a point or a goal. We win the match and uh, there, there you go. There's my prediction. Yeah, I think I actually like that better than my prediction. Uh, 375 <laughs> uh, points might be a little bit carried away. Um, well, but, the problem with losing to Essendon by 70 odd points is our percentage is absolutely useless. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. So if we just keep winning games, that will slowly move up. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, 20 points this week, and, and any win's a good win, but hopefully we can get a couple of matches where by half time we can say, game's done. It's, it's just a matter of, you know, handing out the votes and see who's going to keep the goals. Yeah. And uh, hopefully Max King, now that he's got over his bogey number of three and yes. managed to kick five, uh, hopefully he can have a week where he just goes bananas and, and kicks you know, nine or ten or something. Oh, he's, he looks yes. more than capable of doing it. He does. Well, um didn't one of his kick go out of bounds? Like it was just a oh, yeah. late kick, um, which should have been kickable because he wasn't that far out. It was just, yeah, I, I still think get Lockett or Dunstall down and, and say, here's, here's, your, here's your kicking action, um, here's, here's your full forward aggression hat. You take the kicks for goal. Don't look for anyone else. Yeah. That, that's your job. Because not only did he totally miskick that one, but he took a mark later on and almost went to handball to Loney in the goal yes. square, but he was surrounded by two Eagles players and yes. was almost lucky that the umpire didn't call play on when he <laughs> went to handball. So, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I saw Tony Lockett play a lot of games and if he marked the ball anywhere from within 30 metres, he didn't handball to anyone. Went no. straight back and drilled it through the middle. Yeah, we were, we were lucky to have that full forward and, and hopefully Max King will be the next one. Yep. I think they've just got to have because a word to him to say, if you're in... In range, on a slight angle, don't bother about going the short pass or the handball, doing the team thing. Just go back, take the responsibility yourself and kick the goal. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I don't have a question for you this week. I shall work hard for next week. I have um, a, a bit of music which I'm going to play, which you won't hear till you uh, listen to it later on because I haven't put it yep. up yet. Um, yep. But I've got, you know, the start of the podcast, they have the, the boys singing the club song. Um, yes. I've got a few other options that I'm going to put up and see okay. what people like. And I've also got a surprise, which I won't spoil for you by telling you what it is. Um, yep. Uh, just something a bit different, and I thought it would be fun to put up. So um, it, it'll be 
You can that. you can fast forward to to the end of the the podcast and and have a listen rather than have to listen to yep. our, us rambling on as usual. But um, yes. yeah, so that that should be fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. And Thank hopefully you, the Saints will have a big win this week. Oh, go Saints! Go Saints! Well, it's, it's and what is it? It's Tuesday, so it's only two more sleeps. Two more sleeps. Yep. Yep. And uh, we shall hopefully have another podcast talking about how great we are. <laughs> they're, they're much better than the others. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now catch you later. Oh, thanks, Peter. Okay, bye. See ya. And as you heard me mention before, I've got a few little surprises. Uh, today we're going to try a few different versions of uh, the Saints theme song. Remember at the start of the podcast, I always play the Saints players singing the, the theme song. Uh, well, I've got a couple alternatives to that, which I'll, I'll play now. Uh, one, well, I'll just let you listen to all three or, or two, sorry, and uh, you can decide which ones you'd prefer. See how you go. And then at the end of that, I've got another big surprise, which I'll tell you about when I get to it. Turn it back.
So that's two different versions <coughs> or two different songs that we could do instead of just the Saints players sing. Uh, I don't know, the Saints players sing is I still get a kick out of, but uh, let's see what you think. Uh, no idea who did them. I found them on YouTube. It uh, doesn't mention who they are, so if it's somebody out there who recognises themselves and wants me to say who they are, uh, please let us know. Now, the third thing I'm going to play is a song sung in Gaelic, and it's about St Kilda, but the island of St Kilda, which I assume the St Kilda suburb is named after. Uh, don't know too much about it. It's uh, interesting because it's in Gaelic. Uh, I might have to look up an atlas and find out exactly where St Kilda Island is. I have a feeling, well, it's obviously right near Ireland somewhere, but I have a feeling that uh, you used to have people on it. I don't think it has anymore. I think they've all been moved off, but I should check that out. Anyway, have a listen. So there we go. I might see if I can find some more of those uh, Gaelic songs. I quite like them. Could be a, a good way of finishing up each podcast rather than just playing the, the official Saints uh, theme song. Anyway, let me know what you think and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.